Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, that Practical Prophetic. Hello guys, welcome to episode 7, which I've titled Preparing for Change and Harvest. I feel like the Lord wants me to go real deep into the practical side of things for today's podcast. So we're going to be talking about practical ways that we can prepare for change that could be coming in our world today and for harvest. I believe we can't over-spiritualize the coming harvest, meaning the harvest of souls that's coming and the coming move of glory that will accompany it without addressing the need to be practically prepared as well. There's a passage in John chapter 4, 27 to 35, which talks about the whitened harvest. I've been drawn by the Holy Spirit to this passage repeatedly lately. In verse 35, Jesus was telling his disciples to lift up their eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. So we too today need to be lifting up our eyes. There's a harvest coming. If we get distracted by all the circumstances and some of the things we see in the world that concern us today, we might forget that there is a move of God coming bigger than any we've seen, and the whole purpose is to bring in souls, all right? So several weeks ago in early March, I heard the Lord speak about new ways and new measures. Now that's not a way that I would typically use the word measures. So that made me kind of pay attention to it, that this could probably be the Lord. And so I looked that up, and measures can mean a procedure, a course of action, or a step. So I began to pray into that. I feel like the Lord is going to be showing us, and that he wanted to show me new ways, new steps, new measures, of how to prepare for what's coming. So there's two things in the mix as far as preparation as I see it. The two things concerning preparation are number one, spiritually related. As I said, coming harvest and greater glory. But number two is the natural realm. Things may not say, stay the same as they are. We could be seeing inflation as we've never seen it, shortages and possible failures of things like power and energy supply. We're seeing some of it already escalating, right, even in recent months. Now, there are several factors that we could contribute to this, things like coronavirus, perhaps the current administration. Uh, if you were a Trump supporter, as I was, you know, you may be very concerned about some of the, thing that the, new, some of the things that the new administration is doing. And even weather-related, right, that can affect things like the power grid. So whatever it is that you feel about this administration or, or any of it, or in it, we've got to prepare, we've got to be listening for the Lord, okay? So in 2021, we all know, there was a Texas power crisis that involved several, I think three, winter storms that were especially severe and swept across the United States, starting on February 10th. There was a massive electricity and generation failure in the state of Texas that resulted in shortages of water, food, and heat. I did a little research on this. I found that more than 4.5 million homes and businesses were left without power, some of them for several days, some for extended periods longer than that. Now, we have some friends, some personal friends in Austin, and we really, uh, you know, had fun communicating with, with them. They were actually 
not totally without power because they lived pretty close to a hospital that the power supply was still on for. But they were saying they were melting snow to bring into their house for water to flush their toilets, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to be honest, though. On January 22nd, I heard the Lord speak about rolling blackouts. So a little more than three weeks after this then, or a little less than three weeks, I should say, that's when this storm hit Texas, and we began to hear about some of this in the news. So I'm not, you know, trying to say that I heard something prophetically that, you know, I'm trying to brag about or anything, but I just believe that as Holy Spirit-filled people, we can hear enough to know that some things could be coming that we need to pay attention to. So as recently as two days ago, I heard the Lord say that there's a need for us within the body of Christ to be getting more organized. And then last night I heard, how many times in the world today should we stop to be getting better organized? All right, so I'm hearing a theme now, right? I'm hearing the Lord say some things that are capturing my attention. Now, sometimes the Lord sets me up to hear something like this. Um, first, by things that I've been motivated to do, uh, or I'm already thinking about doing before realizing that God is in it as much as he is, you know? what I'm saying. So the first thing that happened was this last Saturday, I just decided to do a major reorganization of our main pantry. Now I have several pantries. This is the large walk-in pantry, not the one in my kitchen cupboards that I have to the one side of my kitchen. So what's been happening is that um, as I have seen shortages, being someone who's already what you might say is a prepper, my husband and I have always tended to have extra food and supplies of all types, whether it's water or whatever, on hand. But I've been in an empty nest situation, my husband and I, for about seven years since the youngest child lived, uh, who had lived at home was out of the nest. So things have just changed. Like, for example, we used to use canned vegetables, uh, but I don't anymore. My husband and I eat very healthy, but we prefer fresh vegetables. And so I had a whole segment in my pantry of canned goods like that. So obviously they're outdated. We don't use them anymore. And I'd been putting, I mean, I had been reorganizing my pantry some bits at a time because it's been a big project. We've been in this house for 20 years. But for some reason, there were certain things I wasn't addressing, and it was just making it worse because I'm bringing more dried beans home. I'm bringing some other things home that I wouldn't normally have stored so much, and it's just getting worse and worse as far as where do I put things, and it's not making any sense. It's not organized. So I just took some time out of my day and made it happen. So I told my husband this when he came home that day. He'd been off doing a couple other things. And he said, you know what? I think maybe we need to go down in the basement and do some cleaning, organizing. And then some of the things that you have in your pantry could actually go down there. They wouldn't be taking up the space. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like groaning inside. It's like, because I knew this would be a terribly big project. Because, again, we've been in this house 20 years and we keep dragging stuff down there that we think we may need or that we no longer use or thinking we may, you know, have some use for it or to want to give it away. But, you know, it's just getting more and more cluttered and terribly disorganized. But Sunday, a couple days ago, we took a couple hours and did this. Now, we're not done yet, but we did do a major cleanup. Got a lot of garbage out of there, things that no one would want and that we don't want to keep. Uh, organized some stuff for Goodwill, all that, and got some shelving and everything totally organized that was, you know, in chaos before. So... That's one way um, that the Lord has shown me that this was actually him ahead of time. 
like I said, first we I organized the pantry without realizing the Lord was saying it so specifically, and then we did our basement. So this kind of sets us up too for another thing that I want to share as far as personally being prepared and moving forward. As recently as March 28th, I heard the word prepare. Now this was kind of in specific response to a prayer of my husband and I as far as we had been thinking and researching about having solar energy power backup for ourselves, you know, in time of possible crisis for some time, even years. But, you know, it's a it's a major expense. So we just hadn't pulled the plug, just hadn't done it. And after hearing that word prepare, when we were more specifically praying about whether to do solar power or not, we are doing it. We have started the process. We've got equipment on the way and we are already starting the prep work for it. We're going to have solar panels on a hillside close to our house. We live in a rural location, so it's possible to do it this way. And we are, in fact, using any government stimulus money or any kind of um, thing related to the coronavirus that, that we can get from that, we're going to put into the into the solar power. So that's interesting. I've actually heard of someone else who's using their stimulus money to buy a backup generator. Well, we already have backup generators, but for what we need, we know that we need more. So anyway, I want to move on to a scripture. In Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, we read about the blessings on obedience. I think I mentioned this scripture last time. So what I want to point out is that verse 1 says that those who first of all obey the voice of the Lord, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit, the prophetic, and number 2, who carefully observe his commandments, meaning the principles that are out in God's word. Here's the thing, if you're doing this, if you are one of those people who are blessed according to what I just said, then you are at the top of the food chain. You and I, as believers, were at the top of the food chain. So I'll back this up. Um, let me read verses 12 and 13 from Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28. They say, The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hands. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So, do you see what I'm saying? It's not entirely for selfish reasons either that the Lord wants you at the top of the food chain, although he does want to bless and care for his children, right? Even as you and I want to do the same for our children here, you know, on earth. But there's a bigger picture. Like I said, a greater harvest is company coming with an accompanying move of God. His glory is going to be bigger than we've ever seen. I believe that raising the dead will become commonplace and ordinary. Now that hasn't happened yet. There's isolated incidents. There is, you know, people, there are people that are raised from the dead, but it's not happening on a larger scale. I believe that it is one of the six doctrines of Christ that has to be restored before we see the church move forward as it should. In Hebrews 6, 1 to 2, you'll find those. Number one, the repentance of dead works from dead works. Number two, faith towards God. Number three, doctrines of baptisms. Number four, laying on of hands. Number five, resurrection of the dead and six, eternal judgment. So there's a progression in the moves of the church that we've seen these things restored up till you get to number five, resurrection of the dead, and it's still isolated incidents, okay? So that was just a little sidetrack. I don't want to spend too much time on that. 
And um, like I said, that's the context meaning of the restored church operating as it should in coming moves of God. So here's the thing. We'll leave that. Maybe we'll come back and study that in more depth later. Here's the thing. The reason that Israel was blessed is so that it could establish God's covenant with the nation of Israel. All right? They could gain wealth, in other words. Deuteronomy 8.18 reinforces that the Israelites were given the ability to gain wealth so that they could establish his covenant with them as a nation. So we are blessed to be the head, not the tail. We are blessed to have wealth and to be able to care for ourselves on the same principle, except for not to establish a covenant with a nation, but to establish his kingdom. All right. Revelation eleven fifteen tells us that the kingdoms of this world have to become the kingdoms of our Lord in his Christ in order for it to move forward to that time when he shall reign forever and ever. So we have a purpose. We are to build and establish a kingdom rather than a nation like Israel. We are chosen people too. In fact, 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that we are a holy nation. So I hope you're following me here. So why prepare? Well, number one, it's biblical to take care of your own family. That's a very basic scriptural principle. You want to take care of your own needs. And not only that, if we do have... Uh, more severe shortages and some of the things that I talked about. You want to be able to barter too. Perhaps there's something that you don't have that someone else does, but vice, you know, vice versa. You can switch. You can barter. Number two, you can't concentrate on the harvest of souls and adequately steward the expansion of the kingdom that's coming if you're scrambling around trying to care for your own daily needs and that of your family as far as food and water and electricity. It's just not possible. You're not going to have the capacity to focus on the harvest if you are not practically prepared. You see what I'm saying? And number three, when we are prepared, then we can share and assist other people who need our help. So that way, we are blessing people because we were drawn by the Lord to these, doing these things that we knew ahead of time that maybe the average person wouldn't know. So that's just... An extra blessing to be able to help others, right? Now, if you live in the city, uh, you know, we're very rural located. If you're in the city, this could look entirely different. You know, maybe you don't have a lot of space for a large pantry or to store things like my husband and I do. And you might be dependent on city services. Now, we have our own well, and we're, we have a hillside where we can put some solar panels, that kind of thing, and maybe you don't. But there will be something, I believe, if you pray into this and you ask the Lord, there will be something that you can see you can begin to do and at least head in a direction and pray for. You know, if, if you don't have the resources, then begin seeking the Lord how you can fund something. Because there is no need to fear and no need to panic. God has our backs. We are covenant people with him. We are in relationship with him. And he's not going to just let us, you know, just just obviously just let us be unprepared, uncared for. It's not his nature at all. He is a God who provides for us, okay? So let's just pray together, all right, as we close. Lord, would you please show us practical ways that we can be preparing for change and that we can prepare for the coming harvest? What practical steps could we take, Lord? Please show us. Every person who's listening, Father, would you give them at least one way that they can take steps 
take measures for the new ways, for the new things that are coming, both in the natural and in the spiritual, Lord. And we pray specifically that you would grant us peace so that we will not give in to fear or worry or panic. Help us, Lord, to lift up our eyes to see the harvest that is coming, to focus on the things that are spiritual, yes, but not to ignore the natural and practical, the things that are necessary in order for us to properly steward the harvest that is coming and to partner with you to see your purposes manifest on the earth. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. I truly enjoyed talking with you again today. Bless you, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your positive review helps the show reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org where you can donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.